This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am Michael Seip, and today for the show, I am pleased to introduce Chad Verdalio of Sawyer Aviation Group. Sawyer Aviation has over 60 years of experience and is leading in the industry of charter travel, aircraft management, sales and acquisitions, as well as flight education, and their cutting-edge innovations in emergency medical transport. Chad, welcome to the show. Great. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Honored to be here. Great. Chad, uh, you've been in Sawyer Aviation for a little bit now. Would you tell us a little bit about the business and then how you got it and why you like doing it? Certainly. Um, uh, in, In aviation, the good days are great. Uh, but you know the, the bad news will turn your hair white. Um, the been involved with Sawyer Aviation for uh, in the, on the business side for, for twenty years, um, and uh, basically it's a it, it's a summer job that um, uh, just morphed uh, over into something much uh, much more. Um, uh, Sawyer was founded in nineteen sixty one by its founder Daryl Sawyer uh, in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Uh, I actually did all of my flight training, except for, um, uh, except for my private pilot license, your, your first rating, uh, at, uh, at Sawyer Aviation through just kind of a uh, wild turn of events. Went off, did a few other things, a few other companies, uh, some things in kind of advertising and tech and uh, even helped run a uh, political campaign. And uh, basically while I was uh, exited tech, I was, took the summer off. I was going to go back to school and um, uh, hadn't flown in a few years. The place where I'd learned to fly, I saw they had moved from Sky Harbor, the main fe- airport in Phoenix, to uh, kind of the, the business airport in Scottsdale, Arizona, in the Phoenix metro area. And um, anyway, filled out the little information form and said, hey, we see you have all your ratings. We see you're actually an instructor. Um, so, you know, would you like a job? And I was like, perfect. This is great. You know, no board to contend with, no investors. Absolutely, you know, would love to do this for you know for three or four months until it's time for class to begin in the fall. Uh, go back and get my uh, my master's, and um, so then a few days in, they said, "Do you know anything about business plans?" I said, "You know, yes." Uh, having you know had to raise money for startups and things like that, and um, so that's you know helped us you know develop these other uh, divisions of the company. Uh, so basically, came up with a plan. They said, "This looks great," and uh, it was actually owned by it changed hands. Went from the founder. Uh, Daryl Sawyer to uh, uh, Jerry Moyes of Swift Transportation. We've seen the, the trucks on the road. And uh, then his personal CFO, uh, uh, kind of right-hand deal guy uh, named uh, Jim Miller, purchased it from Jerry, moved to from Sky Harbor to Scottsdale, and uh, put his brother in charge. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's who I bought Sawyer Aviation from, but obviously knew the founder, uh, Daryl Sawyer, from one, more of my time there as a, as a student and, and customer. So Anyway, but they saw the, the business plan that I, I wrote. This, is, this, this looks fantastic. How would you like to buy the company? So, and then, <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's see. I you know, always wanted to get to aviation. Always wanted to, you know, eventually for maybe only a few different other businesses, you know, wind up, you know, in, in aviation. That could be kind of a uh, ultimate dream. 
I didn't expect that that turn of events. And so, uh, yeah, 2002, bought it and uh, been here ever since. That's a great story. Not many pilots actually get the opportunity to become a business owner in the aviation uh, arena. Uh, Quite often they go the airline route if they are military and they get out and they decide to continue flying. I I did that myself for a bit. Um, And then there are others that that will go into the executive jet world and join a fractional company and fly that way. But they never tend to move up and take take advantage of some of those talents that they have. So congratulations on one's. (laughs) you know, moving into a company like that and then moving all the way to the top. How does that feel for you to be there? I think you said the, uh, the good days are great. Uh, you know, the, the bad days, uh, they, you know, uh, it's a, you know, owning your uh, entrepreneurship and owning your own business, you know, it's challenging for, for anyone. And, you know, we all have our, our highs and lows. Um, it's just, uh, you know, you turn your phone off for an hour. You never quite know what's waiting for you, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a voicemail, uh, actually had a missed call from NORAD once. So funny story, but Anyway, uh, it, it all turned out fine, uh, and uh, no, <laughs> so no, no missiles were launched. But uh, anyway, uh, they also do search and rescue. But um, everyone was fine. It was a, it was a glitch uh, on someone on another customer's aircraft. But but no, it, it's um, uh, aviation. You know, wonderful, what an adventure! I, I feel uh, you know, at least of of, uh, of my you know, uh, my limited intellectual capacity. It uses you know every day uses all of it. And um, that's very rewarding. Good. Thank you for sharing that that aspect of how you approach your business. And as you were alluding to earlier, you know, we do have as entrepreneurs ups and downs in our business. And when you think about the longevity of Sawyer Aviation and the responsibility of getting people to places safely and all the other things that weigh on one from a running the company perspective, sometimes those lows can be very overwhelming. Is there not a uh, sort of example or case where you've had something like that happen and, and how did you deal with it? That's a great question. We certainly were faced with that in you know, varying degrees, um, you know, different, uh, different times. Um, the, I'd say probably the recession was uh, the, the greatest, um, you know, the greatest triumph and, uh, and, uh, and challenge. <clears throat> obviously discretionary income you know, uh, pretty much you know evaporated overnight uh with with that um the you know frivolity of someone you know pursuing their dream of uh learning to fly or some taking a, a, a extremely valuable and convenient you know, uh, means of transportation of being able to fly private um you know it's not all um you know rock stars and pro athletes it's uh people that you know uh, fly for business that you know really they're, you know, time is money and these are, you know, aircraft or time machines. So, um, it's, um, but <clears throat> we had to make a lot of adjustments. We had, you know, cut, get, you know, uh, very, very lean. Um, and I quickly identified, um, that momentum was the, it was absolutely going to be the, the lifeblood or the, you know, the oxygen to, to carry us through this, this time. Um, and that was, uh, so the, the recession, we, we saw kind of similar things occur again uh, in uh, you know, during during COVID, where uh, travel basically stopped. We were fortunate that, um, uh, and also ahead of that, I always interested in how our next piece of business where it comes from. It's it the very hard to predict, but being diversified, having a few different uh, you know revenue channels really helps. Whether it be you know. Uh, we maybe have, you know, our 
Flight Academy will be, you know, very slow during a time, but then all of a sudden someone will want to buy an airplane or they'll want to and for aircraft brokers um, or someone uh, will take a very large charter trip kind of for an emergency or whatever. This is um, so having those you know, multiple lightning rods on your business uh, to allow, you know, allow fate to, uh, you know, to strike and to, uh, you know, to give you the, that benefit of that, that surprise piece of business that carries you through. Yeah, the perspective of knowing that you need multiple angles of having revenue come in. It's the same thing that the investment advisors will say about diversifying your portfolio. Don't have your eggs all in one basket because when that one basket goes away, now you got nothing, right? right. So same thing for the revenue side is to have those other things going. And uh, if you could, could you share a little bit more about, you know, how you kind of thought about those other lightning rods that you refer to when – that downturn happened during that first recession. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it was. Um, I think uh, much of it, I'd love to say it was some uh, you know grand plan, but it was really uh, more of it was uh, was reactionary. Fortunately, in aviation, there's a lot of different. Um, you know, almost like a like a hotel has you know has a restaurant, have a spa, you know, whatever, uh, golf course. So it's um, uh, just by nature of the business, we have you know multiple uh, revenue lines. Uh, and always looking for new new ways to diversify or kind of control the, the service vertical. If we're already touching this, well, can we do that too? Or, you know, basically by really owning the customer, you know, what else does the customer need? And uh, if anything, keeping them from going somewhere else, where someone else could get, you know, kind of get their hooks in and lose market share. And we just want to keep them all in house. Even if something is a, you know, a marginal business, we just, you know, it's like everything you need is right here. Um, kind of, you know, the, the hotel you know, analogy, you know, we want to, you know, or a casino almost, you know, we don't want you going outside the casino. We want you to stay in the hotel for, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and, you know, stay, uh, you know, keep, keep basically spending your money here um, and, and take care of them as a result, make them feel, you know, make them feel welcome, make them feel, you know, uh, that their, uh, their presence is appreciated. Yeah. So that really sounds like what you were remembering and focusing on was that that customer service component of being able to provide more value to stay in-house, obviously. And Completely. what what uh, strikes me as interesting is when people hear the word innovation, they usually think technology, whether it's software or hardware. But I think also from a business perspective, especially an owner who's running a business, an entrepreneur, that you just touched on a very fundamental um, rule in that we always have to innovate in the customer space. What's the next value add that we can put on to what we already offer that is just a little bit different than what the competition offers or somebody else offers so that we're not only providing something new and unique, but we're also providing value to the customer. And so it sounds to me like that was a big part of how you guys expanded was it was a crisis space but you saw opportunity to expand into a new market segment that maybe others hadn't been into that gave you a distinct advantage over others because you had that much more customer service and then you followed through to make sure that people were loyal mm-hmm. and developed a loyalty to the company because you added that much more to it. How accurate is that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think there are probably three, um, you know, three distinct phases uh, from you know, basically the last 20 years of private aviation. Um, <clears throat> pre-recession, it was uh, almost like um, way maybe um, stock trading was in in the '80s, where the information was was highly guarded. You had to go to the big institutions to, to you know to place a trade or to you know get transactions. They were really the gatekeepers to this this world of, of finance. 
Um, so really anyone in the space by, you know, kind of became a, a de facto gatekeeper and there, there's value. Recession happened, a uh, whole new set of rules. Uh, we were fortunate that we operated very inex- aircraft that could be operated inexpensively. Uh, we had uh, basically light jets that were extremely fuel efficient that uh, could get with all the seats full, the same seat mile per gallon as a car. Um, eight cars all drove in the same direction. They burned the same amount of gas as this one jet. Uh, and at times during, uh, during the, the trough of the recession, we were the busiest light jet at the Scottsdale airport. We kind of were the, one of the busiest, uh, business airports in the state and, uh, in the region. Uh, we also operated a, a smaller aircraft that, uh, single engine airplane with a built-in parachute called a Cirrus. It's the number one selling single engine aircraft. And for kind of those, um, uh, and we did that as a uh, really a price leader, uh, very comfortable, very automotive-like interior. Um, and uh, so at least we could get someone on price and then maybe upgrade them to the jet to have that diversification where if you tried to broker that or any, anyone else in the industry, they didn't really have that option. So it was a little bit of a race to zero uh, during that time. But the, but the main thing was, like you said, uh, offering, offering value, offering customer service, um, and uh, really make sure we do everything we could to own the customer. So when kind of the, the clouds started apart and, uh, you know, the rain stopped, we were able to be in a position to have at least a, a decent foothold, you know, to grow and uh, move up from there. Um, and then with that, we saw some you know, things as some regulatory challenges, just getting things to the FAA. They don't always move, move as fast as we like. So uh, that old saying, you know, what got you here won't get you there, eating your own lunch. Um, so, you know, again, retooling. So now it's okay. We can't operate as this, you know, um, tiny, you know, uh, <laughs> tiny mouse hiding in the rocks during the, uh, the meteor shower. We have to get a little, get a little bit bigger. We have to add some people to that uh, way we can add, we can kind of attack the regulatory side, um, be a little bit better at that. So when we send something through or we want to add a new airplane, all the, yeah, just the, it's a lot of paperwork. Um, you know, the first the first jet we added it took us nearly a year uh, to do it, and that's not you know not uncommon. Unfortunately, that was and that was using an outside consulting agency that that does nothing but just this. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we got faster at that. So we wanted to add a little bit of a uh, little bit of weight, add a little bit of, uh, to our add some more talent to our team, so that we could be in a position to to handle that growth. You know, the old saying of you know luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So already having those people, already having, you know, even if we didn't have them full time, that we could call upon them, that way we would be ready for growth. And when something did fall in our lap, we're like, absolutely, we, we can, you know, take this bigger airplane or this, uh, this other piece of business on, add to our capacity, and then, you know, have, be able to give that out to our, our customers. So it's, um, and I think now what we're seeing is the, uh, we're almost into a fourth stage of uh, private aviation where it's almost uh, just like anything supply uh supply is so limited uh not to say that a lot of companies have become order takers but that won't last forever uh so it's we're seeing the the type of aircraft you know we we did really well operating these very fuel efficient um you know uh light cabin or small cabin aircraft so now the demand is for longer range people become a little more sophisticated so now it's you know how do we move up into the end with Combined, that combined with uh, inflationary prices, that airplane that was three to five million is now ten million. Cough, you know. So uh, as if aviation was already capital intensive enough, it's how do we bridge that gap? So uh, we've had to add more, um, I guess, uh, 
financial brain power. Uh, in uh, you know, I just brought on a new CFO, uh, a new accounting firm. You know, just all these other things. We're really looking at our contracts, so it's uh, you know, kind of even though we're a sixty-one year old company, it's we're a sixty-one year old startup. It's uh, you know every day is new. It's you know whatever got us here, the old ways, you know won't work for us. So just knowing that, and just knowing that um, you know we've got to learn or at least look at try to look at our, our business in a fresh way every single day. Uh, even you know just contracts and arrangements with our our uh, some of our aircraft owners, some of our key clients. It's um, you know, really we have to, uh, and and they realize it too that there needs to be kind of be open to reevaluation and seeing that that we're everything is tuned for the current market. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing the four phases there and specifically how you talk about adaptability, really. Mm-hmm. You mentioned be, feeling like a startup. And so that is the case where you're always having to adapt to all of these changing things and, and inflation is just one of the major influences that are going on right now. But what I, what I really hear from you is is this sort of perspective of no, we are continually evolving. And mm-hmm. so you have that mindset, that energy of continually evolving and, and knowing that we just need to stay ahead in all these areas and maybe relook at some things so that we're continuing to operate in a way that, that we can adapt a, a lot easier mm-hmm. rather than staying stagnant. Yeah. Well, that's a great perspective. Um, speaking of perspectives, sometimes we have absolute highs joys from running a business maybe sometimes it's not that often but mm-hmm. other times it can be so deeply rewarding how about for you you've been obviously in the aviation industry a long time now and seen a lot of things but mm-hmm. what for you and where you sit has been most rewarding that really left you with an emotional high um uh, there, there have been so many um say that uh you know they got you know owning your own business is you know kind of combination of um, uh, you know dealing with you know maybe two two emotions of uh, fear or concern uh, you know mixed with uh, you know delirious optimism that was a term I heard actually yesterday uh, I thought just you know uh, you know hits the nail on the head so so perfectly the um, one of the the most interesting things is seeing uh, the most rewarding things is seeing a uh, kind of a system and thing that you put together in your team working together kind of as you envisioned uh, and they in helping to communicate your vision and have others share that. Um, but, uh, you know, specifically is when um, you know, people are able to operate and thrive really basically building this, um, you know, building this organization uh, that, uh, you know, offers, uh, basically offers, you know, the private aircraft charter, the medevac flights, uh, teaches people to fly. We help, um, you know, basically, you know, rescue and fix people's airplanes if they're stranded somewhere. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, and, or have, you know, seeing them, you know, upgrade their aircraft and it's such a, you know, aircraft ownership is such a point of pride. It's that, you know, this kind of crown jewel and all their, you know, uh, their things. They've worked so hard to get to a point in their life where they can do that. Even if it's, a, you know, a, a four seat, you know, um, single engine airplane, still, you know, they, they own their own airplane and the, the power to go where they want when they want. Um, <clears throat> I guess being a part of that and helping deliver that, you know, for people being really the, the platform that enables that, um, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I really like that. Um, uh, you know, specific moments is, uh, you know, teaching people to fly where you see an entire family come out and watching someone solo for the first time, even though, you know, it's the smallest part of what we do, 
uh, you know, total revenue wise, but, uh, but, uh, man, I, I learned to fly really, it actually, it, it changes your life. It sounds hokey, but you're, you know, every, you know, rock song, every song talks about it felt like flying. Well, we guess what we do all day long. We, we actually fly, um, the things we get to see the views. I mean, the sunsets over the Rockies the you know, through the clouds or whatever, um, you know, it's, uh, being able to see probably a million more stars than, than anyone else does it, you know, from 45,000 feet. It's, um, you know, just that's, you know, that's our office. Um, you know, what, what a cool job and you know, the people get to meet and places to get to go. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, the, the time of day isn't always the, the most ideal, but, um, I'd be really early in the morning or really late at night. Um, but what a, you know, what a neat thing, uh, ever to see, you know, look up in the sky and realize that's, you know, that's one of our aircraft taking one of our customers somewhere. Um, so it's, it wouldn't be just one thing. It'd be so many things that, uh, you know, collectively, uh, and, and, that, and that's uh, not even mentioning that our, our fleet of aircraft and our team help support um, uh, several transplant surgeons and hospitals <clears throat> really around, um, you know, around the country uh, with one of our you know, uh, uh, largest strategic uh, customers that uh, you know, be able to fly somewhere, help that team procure an organ uh, that helps, you know, save and extend someone's life. That's, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trade any of the, the, the loss of hair or gray hairs uh, for the world for what we get to do every day. Yeah, that is wonderful sharing sort of a broad picture of those emotional highs that you get from your business, whether it's helping save lives, mm-hmm. literally, or right. whether it's helping people learn to have that sense of freedom from learning to fly for the first time or have that exquisite aircraft ownership that all makes a lot of sense that those are all great emotional highs. Um, How often would you say you, during the rough times, reflect back on those good times to keep you going? Um, I'd say we try to draw from as much as possible, (laughs) put yourself in your happy place. Um, But, uh, you know, with that, the, you know, the, the responsibility that comes with being entrusted with, uh, you know, taking a, uh, an organ transplant team or being the one that said, you know, you can get someone there for whatever, uh, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, a 50th anniversary or to some major client meeting of some critical deal that um, they're taking their entire team out to, to accomplish. Uh, so miss, you know, a miss on our end is magnified you know, dramatically. So uh, I guess definitely have to take that very seriously and uh, make sure that all of our I's are dotted and T's across so that it's seamless for our customers. It's, you know, it's our job to, to handle it. Uh, during the, the uh, during the low times, it's, I think um, it's not so much a matter of, you know, kind of remembering how good it can be, but more uh, remembering to get back to the fundamentals quick um, and uh, you know, doing whatever it takes uh, that, and also, you know, the, Biggest waste of time, uh, really, momentum is our, is our lifeblood, uh, that, you know, just keep the planes moving, whether it's, you know, we need a part, whatever, get it here as fast as possible, even if it's, you know, $700 to have some light bulb, you know, uh, overnight to put on the next, uh, you know, next airline flight out, um, but uh, maintain the momentum. But the probably next most important thing is, uh, I love that book, uh, Extreme Ownership. It's, you know, is there something anywhere along the chain of, you know, the line of what's happened that you could have done differently? Um, you know, blaming others or that it's just like, you know, Hey, how can I, how can I, how can I do better? Uh, is there something else I, I could have done? Um, you know, looking inward is, 
and rolling up your sleeves and making it happen. That's probably the quickest way to, you know, maintain the mo- that momentum and move forward and, you know, find a solution, you know, adapt, retool, you know, retrench, uh, as you were just saying, and, um, uh, you're really just whatever needs to be done, get it done. Great. Appreciate that perspective and, and how you, how you think there on that. Um, so I love this part of the episode where we can talk about somebody that if you could meet and talk with them to see living, who would that be and why for you, Chad? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think probably could, um, learn something from, from anyone, but, uh, I like anyone that you know, our, our business is so multifaceted. Um, and we, you know, it's, uh, the name Sawyer, uh, fortunately, you know, thanks to the founder and a lot of our, you know, kind of hard work trying to, uh, carry the name, name and the, uh, the brand in his, in his footsteps. Um, but, um, I would say the uh, probably most inspiring, uh, you know, maybe sound a bit cliche, but, uh, I think, you know, Elon Musk just, you know, running multiple business units, um, you know, they're very prominent, um, to do six, you know, successfully very much, a, a, a long, uh, a, a long-term vision. I mean, you know, from terraforming Mars to, uh, electric cars, uh, and, uh, you know, solar panels, uh, just solving a lot of like, very large problems with, uh, some very bold thinking, uh, and not, and, or it, let's see, I guess somewhat unconventional thinking or looking to achieve solutions in unconventional ways, I think is, um, is something we, you know, all of us could use that attack from inspiration. Yeah. Great, great example. And having that ability to look at something and solve it unconventionally, but solve it in a big way uh, that sure. that would be great to have that kind of insight for sure. Good. Well, Chad, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. For our listeners and viewers who, and I mean, if they really would love to jump in a plane and go flying with you tomorrow, how could they do that? Or how else can they uh, get a hold of you? Certainly. Um, I guess 877-FLY-SAWYER. Also, uh, SawyerAviation.com is our charter side. Uh, The uh, search for uh, empty legs to a nationwide search. So not just for people in the Scottsdale or our uh, office in Van Nuys, California, but really anywhere in the country, uh, we'd be happy to uh, help uh, arrange their travel on uh, our network of aircraft. From, so you go from you know Miami to Montauk or from you know Dallas to Denver, you know, we absolutely can, uh, would love to help them out, uh, you know, find an aircraft for their, for their upcoming trip. Uh, also uh, the uh, SawyerFlatAcademy.com uh, for learning to fly SawyerMX.com uh, for you know, basically needs their uh, aircraft repaired or upgraded, uh, interior redone. We'd be happy to talk to them. Fantastic. I love the diversity in all that you do. That's great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, again, Chad, thank you for ha- being on the show. Greatly appreciate it and sharing a little bit about you and your journey and how you act as a business owner and CEO. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Mike. Hey, listeners and viewers. If you enjoyed the discussion and want more, you can learn how to raise the energy of your business at the SAP website or my own website, sipecoaching.com, where you can find specialized programs and offers to help you grow yourself and your business. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. 
Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.